God is not mad at you. God loves you. All he wants is your heart for you to repent and to come back. And repent means not just I'm sorry and then go do it again, but I'm sorry, God, and give me the strength and the help by your Holy Spirit not to repeat that behavior. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you can rest in truth. Of course, we seek truth. We live truth, which means we put into practice what we've heard, and we rest in truth. We don't have to live in concern and worry and obligation that God is not going to come through for us. He is going to come through for us today, tomorrow, and the day after that until Jesus comes back and gets us. If you've ever believed a lie, today's episode is just for you. I'm calling it, If You Know the Truth, You Won't Settle for a Lie. I'm Monica Schmelter, and I'm glad that you could join us for Bridges today. A few months ago, someone gave me a really nice designer purse as a gift. And I did think immediately that it was a designer purse, though I typically uh, don't buy designer purses. Nothing wrong with that. But my favorite designer when it comes to purses is Mr. Clearance. I'm a bargain-minded person. I'm always looking for that good sale. But when this person presented me with this designer purse, it was in my favorite color. It was purple, and it was just beautiful. And because I knew that it was a designer name, I felt uncomfortable at taking such a lovely gift. And I said, you know, maybe you'd like to give this to a family member. And the person just assured me, no, nope, I really want you to have it. And what I can tell you, when I carry that purse around, I get compliments on it all the time. And one day I met a good friend uh, for coffee and she said, Monica, you got a designer purse. And I'm like, yeah, it was a gift. And she's like, you don't have to explain. She said, but she said, I can tell that that's not a knockoff. I can tell that's the real thing. So maybe I shouldn't have asked her, but I did. I'm like, well, how can you tell? And she's like, well, I study um, designer purses because I like to buy them. And she says, so I look at logo placement. I look at the structure of the purse, the stitching. And she goes, I've just gotten really good at it. I can tell a counterfeit from the real thing. And she's like, that is a real thing. She's like, did you know how much that costs? I'm like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. It's just a gift. I just want to enjoy it. And as she told me that story about studying designer purses, I was reminded that in banks and in federal institutions, when they want to train people to recognize counterfeit money, they don't have them study counterfeit money. They have them study the real thing. And what they do is they just train people to get so good at recognizing what real money looks like, what the markings of real money are, how it feels in your hand, that when someone tries to fool them with a counterfeit, they know right away. And wouldn't it be great in our life if every time a lie came our way, we knew the truth so well that we didn't fall victim to that lie, that we didn't fall prey to that lie? And I believe with God's help and a decision in our heart to really be a seeker, of truth, and when I say that I'm talking about God's word, that when lies came to us, that we would just recognize those. Jesus tells us a lot of things in the scripture about 
him being the truth. And I want to read to you first John 14, 6. And this is a passage that if you're familiar with the Bible at all, you've probably heard it, where Jesus says about himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, no one can come to the Father except through me. And so as we start out today on if you know the truth, you won't settle for a lie, we have to really recognize in our lives, not just as we read that scripture passage, but deep in our hearts, that Jesus Christ is the life, he's the truth, and he's the way. There is no other way to get to God. There is no other way to have God's will in our life or godly success. It comes only through knowing who Jesus Christ is and having that personal relationship with him. And then as we, are, as we seek truth in our life to understand, the Bible also says some other things. It gives us some cautions. It gives us some things to be aware of. And I want to read 1 Peter 5, 8 uh, for just a moment. And it says there, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So we have to understand, and it's really important when we seek truth to really seek God's word in context, to understand not only individual verses, but what the big picture is saying to us. And just from just the two scriptures that we've read today, we have two great pieces, hallmarks of truth on which we can build our life and grow our faith. And the one is that Jesus Christ is the truth. So when we say seek truth, it means seek Jesus. He's the way, he's the life. And then scripture also gives us this warning that we are in this life on fallen planet earth to stay alert. In other words, we're not to get complacent. We're not to just get like, oh, you know, I've been to church before. I've been to work before. I've done all of this before. You know how it is. Over time, we can get complacent. We may not be alert, but the Bible says to us to stay alert, that we are to watch out for the devil, that he goes to and fro the earth looking for somebody that he can devour. So that tells us a couple of things. One, you know, the devil, he's not all powerful. He's not omniscient, but he's not stupid either. Okay. He does have strategies. He does have plans. He does, according to this verse and God's word is the absolute truth. He does look for people that are easy prey. Looking for someone to devour means he can't devour everybody. And when we really build ourselves up in the faith and when we seek truth on an ongoing basis, we're going to recognize the attacks that he launches more easily and more readily. So the Bible tells us what Satan does, and that is that he prowls around, he roars, he looks for somebody that he can devour, and that he's consistent at that. But it tells us that the way to be on guard for that is to stay alert. So today when we talk about seeking truth, and if you know the truth, you won't settle for a lie, one of the keys to that is obviously to recognize Jesus for who God's word says he is 
And then another tool is to stay alert. Don't fall asleep on the job. I mean, not literally, but just as our Christian life, don't get complacent. Be aware of how the enemy works. And many years ago, back when uh, Bridges was a live program, and we, we did it live every day for many years, I had a guest named Barbara. And Barbara was sharing her story of Christian faith with uh, the tests and trials that come all of our way. And one of the things that was hardest for Barbara in her life, I believe if I remember correctly, that she was one of seven siblings and she was the oldest and that all of her siblings married before she did. And she also said that she kind of became an expert of sorts at being everybody else's bridesmaid. I don't know if you've ever been in that role, but I know some people that have. And uh, I'm told that that's just the worst feeling ever to watch people. They're getting married. They're getting married. Go to this bridal shower. You try to be happy for others. And at the same time, you're wondering, well, like, God, what? When am I going to be able to get married? And that is exactly how Barbara felt. Now, she was a faithful, committed Christian. She was someone that I would describe as someone who uh, sought truth and who wanted truth. Listen, time in life wore her out. And we've all probably been there. We've been at a place that we're like, God, this is taking long enough. Like, where are you? When are my prayers going to be answered? When exactly is this situation going to change? I mean, this was emotionally painful and trying for her. And as she was a guest and she was recalling this failure in her life, she said that when she went to her youngest sister's wedding, she had this thought, this is the last time I'm doing that. Like, I have watched everybody else get married and I just need to get married and like, God, this just needs to happen. And I just need to get myself out there and find somebody. And so she did that. But the lie that she believed is that the man that she met, even though he wasn't a Christian, she talked herself into the lie of, you know what? This will all work out somehow. He's a nice guy. And she showed me his picture. He was a handsome guy. He had a good job. He occasionally would go to church with her, but he made it clear to her that, as he called it, religion was not for him. Now, we, we know that Christianity is not a religion, but, I mean, this guy's not born again, so he doesn't know, so he calls it religion. He's like, that's not for me, but, you know, that same standard line that people use, you know, but I'm a good person and we're going to get married and it's going to last forever. And so Barbara thought, you know what, this is going to be okay. I'll pray for him and it will all work out. And before we're all too hard on Barbara, we could just take some time to look at our own lives that sometimes it's our hurting heart and somehow that hurting heart makes us open to hear the whispers and the lies of, well, you've waited long enough. You deserve to be happy. Just go ahead and do that. It will all work out in the end. I know I've been sifted in that way before. And so I know that that can happen even to somebody that loves Jesus. It's like lifetime wears us out. 
she did she wasn't staying alert anymore. She had let her guard down. She meets this guy who uh, bought her flowers and took her to fun places. And so against her pastor's recommendation, against what her family members and her sibling told told her, she just thought, I'm going to do this. And you all, most unfortunately, that marriage, it didn't even last a year. And so then Barbara found herself at that gut-wrenching place of, you know, not only did I settle for a lie, this marriage is over. Now I've spent all this time with this guy. And you, you all, the enemy, again, not all powerful, but so relentless, so strategic. After we believe the lie, after we settle for the lie, after we believe the whisper of, you know, you deserve to be happy or the whisper of, you know, no one will ever know because it's different things for different people. We're all vulnerable in different areas. After we go ahead and settle for the lie, the enemy is also the accuser of the brethren. Then he accuses us. You should have known better. Why did you do that? You've just ruined your whole life. And so Barbara was filled with all of that guilt, all of that remorse, embarrassment, shame, uh, a failed marriage. Now, the only way to not fall vulnerable to the lies of the enemy and to the lies of this world is to seek truth daily. So when I say if you know the truth, you won't settle for a lie, I'm talking about really knowing the truth, being strong in God's word, keeping your eyes open, so to speak, those spiritual eyes of your heart to stay alert and to watch out. The book of Genesis says, watch out. Satan is crouching at your door, but you, you must master him. So we all have to be aware that, you know, I've been serving the Lord, uh, gosh, now probably for more than 45 years, but that doesn't make me not vulnerable. I can still let my guard down. I can still get sifted. The day that we think, oh, I've just arrived. The Bible says something about that. Take heed when you think you stand lest you fall. So there's no room in a Christian servant of God's life for arrogance and for pride. Lots of room for humility. Now, thankfully, uh, when by the time that Barbara came to Bridges to share her story, she had repented. She had gone through some Christian counseling, and she had come to a better place in her life, to a place where She didn't just hear the truth at church. (laughs) She sought truth for herself, and she built herself back up in the faith. She encouraged herself in the Lord. And I'm happy to tell you, she did eventually get married to a wonderful man. They're still married today, and they serve God together. But what, what her experience taught me, and hopefully all those that watched that Bridges episode, is to stay alert to watch out. Even people that really love the Lord, we're not uh, perfect. None of us bring perfection to the table. Only Jesus is perfect. So when we talk about today, if you know the truth, you won't settle for a lie. First, make a commitment in your life to seek truth. Seek truth daily. 
Truth doesn't go on vacation. Truth doesn't go to sleep. Seek truth. Put God's word in your heart. The Bible talks about meditating on his word, keeping his word in our heart that we would not sin against him. And God's word cautions us. It says, stay alert. So maybe today, maybe right now you're at a place you can do this. Just look at your life and identify some lies. Maybe the words you deserve to be happy um, are something that are said to you not about marriage, but maybe to put items on a credit card or to overspend what your budget is. Lies come at us in all different ways, but if we'll take that time to really identify them and say, you know, okay, not certainly not to put guilt and shame because that's not, not from God, but to look at your life and say, you know what? I compromised over there because I believed X, Y, Z lie. And I'm going to repent of that lie. And I'm going to make that commitment to seek truth. And then the next thing I would like us to talk about is we seek truth. But just as Barbara knew the truth, she still got sifted anyway. And so when people say, well, I don't know how a Christian could do that. I think, well, we could just kind of look at ourselves in the mirror. I mean, have I not been sifted before? Have I not fallen short before? I have. But the next one is to live truth. It's not enough just to seek it, to know it. I know people that can memorize verse and verse and verse and verse of the Bible and praise God for that. But it's what we live. It's what we obey that makes the difference. Luke 11:28 out of the New Living Translation says it like this. Jesus replied, "But even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice." Think right now about your life, about how you spend your time, how you invest your time, because it really is an investment how we, how we spend our time. It really is a matter of stewardship. All of the Christian messages that you've listened to, I mean, like right now, you're watching Christian TV. That's an investment in your spiritual life. Think about all the time spent on the road going to church, coming home, time going to life group or small groups, times in worship, times in listening to Christian music. Think of all of that time as an investment, all of that time that we spend. And then we need to ask ourselves, okay, so I've invested all of that time. Do I really live truth? Do I really put what Jesus says into practice? Or do I just quote it? Do I just kind of have that mental assent of, yes, that's true? Because we all know, kind of in the sanctuary or even in our own homes, there is that agreement, like you just want to say, amen, that's really good. And that's lovely. But do we live truth? I can think back to when my husband and I first got married and we didn't have very much money. Well, I mean, we just did not have very much money. I don't think we had any money, so to speak. And um, we, when we got married, we bought this couch for $100, and you all, it was not an attractive couch. And the back of it didn't even have fabric over it. It was just like 
cardboard that had been stapled on there, and then there was this fabric, and the legs broke off the couch, so we had to sit it on the floor like a like a car seat. So it was a really long way down, and um, yeah, so it was like that. And I didn't like coming home to seeing that. It wasn't attractive at all. And I remember that we invited some family over, and I got it into my head, even what I know about knowing the Word, and even that I know it's not, Bible tells us don't get into debt. <laughs> I just had the thought, you know what, I do not want my family coming over here and seeing this furniture. And I also knew that my family was really concerned that I was going to do okay financially. And I thought, certainly, if they come over to see this sofa, which actually kind of looked like a car seat that sat in the floor, I'm like, oh, they're going to be talking about this forever. I am never going to hear the end of this. So I was really bothered by it. And so I decided to handle it by going to the furniture store and charging only furniture. I got a couch, I got a love seat, I got a chair, I got coffee table, I got end tables, I got matching lamps. And it was a stunning, beautiful room. And I was so proud and so happy. And my family saw the furniture and they just felt assured that Joe and Monica Schmelter were doing okay. And I thought, mission accomplished. Well, I thought that until we got the first bill, until I saw what the finance charge was on furniture. And then I had what they call buyer's remorse. Have you ever had that? Mm. Well, I have, and I'm sad to say I had it many more times after that. But you see, even though I knew God's truth, I settled for the lie that I needed to be concerned about what other people thought. And the irony of all of it is that even though it was really beautiful furniture and maybe, I don't know, maybe my family thought, oh, they are doing okay. Because we were really young when we got married, so people cautioned us to wait longer. And, you know, we didn't want to do any of that because we knew everything, you know how that is. And so if I convinced them that we were doing okay, that was a lie, because really what I had just done was get us into a whole bunch of debt. So again, if you know the truth, like if you really know the truth, you won't settle for a lie. And in that case in my life, and in that instance, I got sifted by the lie that I needed to control or try to control what other people were thinking of me. And so today, uh, if you'd like, I've, I've put together some online extras of this particular teaching so that I'll, I will cover in there the scriptures that we covered today, but just some extra tools and resources that might help you uh, in charting maybe lies that you've believed, the truth that you want to replace that with so that you can get to a place, and me too, so that we can get to a place that we're more fully committed and more fully serving the Lord and actually putting into practice what his word says. And then talk about rest in truth. Because, you know, we can seek truth and we live truth. And there comes a time in our lives when we rest in truth and refuse to worry about all the stuff that's coming our ways. 
the lies. This will never get better. The lies. God is never going to answer your prayers. The lies. I've done something wrong and now God is mad at me. I want to say this. Even if you've done something wrong, God is not mad at you. God loves you. All he wants is your heart for you to repent and to come back. And repent means not just I'm sorry and then go do it again, but I'm sorry, God, and give me the strength and the help by your Holy Spirit not to repeat that behavior. I'm going to read Matthew 5 and verse 18 for just a moment. And this will be truth that you can just absolutely rest in. I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest details of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So for you, for me, we can rest in truth. God's got us. He hasn't forgotten any of his promises. The Bible says he doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He doesn't go on vacation. That he is there for us 24-7 and that nothing He is going to perform his word in our lives. He is going to perfect everything that concerns us. And it may not look like what we think, and it may not come at the time that we think, but this this verse says, I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. It's similar to that verse that says, that tells us to whatever good work that God began in us, that he will be faithful to complete that until the day of Jesus Christ. Right now, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you can rest in truth. Of course, we seek truth. We live truth, which means we put into practice what we've heard and we rest in truth. We don't have to live in concern and worry and obligation that God is not going to come through for us. He is going to come through for us today, tomorrow, and the day after that until Jesus comes back and gets us or we go to be with the Lord. He is going to perform his word and you can rest in that. The Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie, that he tells the truth. So I want to encourage you today, if you would like to get the online extras, I will have that available on the website. You can download that. It will be right under the video. And I just want to encourage us to make a point to identify any lies that we might have believed over time, replace those lies with truth, and to renew our commitment to seek truth, to live truth, And my goodness, the blessing of rest in truth, instead of being worried all the time, rest in truth. What God says, God does. He's never going to leave us or forsake us. We are just about out of time today, but I want to encourage you, if you know the truth, you won't settle for a lie. We've got to go. Goodbye, and God bless you. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings and interviews. It's easy to do. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter and click subscribe. Once you are subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available to view. Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't give in. God's word says.
You're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com. 